Or is this a move over? Right there? Hi, what's your name, sweetie? Harsh. Harsh? Yeah. Okay, first change the name. <laughs> Try something soft. Maybe go with soft. <laughs> or uh, pleasant. I don't know. So just harsh is harsh, honey. What's your background? Oh, he's Indian. Very nice. Yeah, my favorite. Okay. Uh, and, and how old are you, sweetie? Twenty. So thirty-three, you said. <laughs> So let's pretend we're in a bar. Oh, hey, we are. Okay. And uh, let's pretend there's an attractive blonde in front of you. Oh, here I am. Okay. Now, let's say your bar, you see a pretty girl, you walk up to her. What would be the first thing you would say? Perfect. I'd fuck you. Done. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to Doing It with Will Conlon. I'm Will Conlon. This is the final episode of 2015. I will be back in the new year with new episodes starting in January. I promise. I don't know the exact date yet, but I know it'll be January because I just can't stay away. And I'm enjoying the Christmas celebrations. And it's the second night of Hanukkah, so happy Hanukkah to all those that celebrate that. And happy Kwanzaa and happy Curtain Rod Day. I don't know, whatever you like. Celebrate it, enjoy it, and celebrate life. I always get to that point where I start to really get thinking about life right now. I get deep and philosophical, very sentimental. I think about the relationships I've formed in the last year, relationships maybe that have ended in the last year, and some older relationships that seem to have come back. I met up with a friend a few weeks ago that I hadn't seen in years, and it was kind of just happenstance. We just ran into each other it was crazy and it always happens this time of year it just blows my mind but I always get to thinking about the people that have supported me and and been there for me and the people I've been able to be there for and support and it's it's really quite amazing when you really take stock of your life and not to say the bad stuff doesn't slip into my mind it does but for some reason at this time of year only I just think about good stuff that's the magic of Christmas, I guess, to me, is because it's just more good than bad. I don't know why. I know that's not true of everybody. I'm not trying to preach. That's just what's true for me. And I really got to say thanks to all those people who who uh, have supported me and, and helped me along the way. Years and years ago, when I started doing comedy, I knew a lot of uh, comedians and a lot of really great people. And then I got out of the comedy scene for a while there, and I unfortunately lost touch with a lot of them. And that really sucked. That was um, one of those things in my life that was very noticeable when it was gone. And now it's kind of back. And I've been fortunate enough to be involved with these people again. And I'm very, very lucky. They're extraordinary people. And uh, I've got a history with them that um, I'm so glad I have. And one of those people is Shannon Laverty. You heard her again at the top of the show. If you listened to last week's episode, you already know how funny she is and how interesting. In this episode today, we get very, very uh, deep. We get a little deep. We get into uh, some real topics and everything. It's it's kind of cool. And Shannon is one of those people I've known for a long time. I knew her since I started doing comedy many, many, many moons ago. She was always there for me. She was always very supportive. You know, she was uh, doing a lot of emceeing. And so she'd give me amazing introductions. I was an amateur and she's talking about me like, you know, I'm headlining Vegas or something like that. But off stage two, just a great person, always there with, with great advice and a friendly smile and very welcoming. She's just, I, I, I'm just, you know, I know I gush a lot over my guests on the show. Maybe I'm a little guilty of that, but you know what? They deserve it. They deserve to be gushed over by not just me, but everybody, because they're incredibly talented. But the nice thing I like to say is that behind the scenes, too, they're just really good people. Shannon is one of these people. She's she's a sweetheart, and uh, I enjoy talking to her. So I'm going to get right to the second part of this conversation, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Here we go. Shannon Laverty, part two. Kick it! What's the worst experience you've had with a like a non-club? Mm. 
someone told me that you have an incredible story about one. This is what I was told. The one that I got banned from the town? Maybe. I don't know. They didn't tell me the story. They just said, Shannon has the best one night. You got banned. Actually, I'd like to hear that anyway. It doesn't matter if that's the well, one. That I was doing. You a- got banned from an entire town? Mike Wilmot and I got banned from a town. <laughs> Glenn Foster was also on the gig. <laughs> we were driving to a gig. It was this little town outside of Kitchener, I believe. I think okay. it's Tavistock. It's Tavistock. Okay. And as we're driving, the weather's getting worse and worse and worse in the middle of winter. Worse and worse and worse. Worse and worse. And in my head, I was like, oh, I should have driven. And Glenn's like, oh, I haven't gone off the road. And this is like 10-year anniversary of me going off the road. And we're like, ah, ha, ha, very funny. Just get us to the gig. <laughs> and, of course, we went into the ditch. So uh, <laughs> we were like, um, so we go into the ditch, and we're not that far from the gig. We're like literally like a kilometer away from the gig. So somebody in a truck comes out and picks us up. And then they haul Glenn's car out of the snowbank later on. We go and do the gig. I st- I think Glenn was hosting yeah. or no Wilmot was hosting and Glenn was headlining, I believe Glenn mm-hmm. Foster. And, uh, they, half the town was the younger generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other half of the town, like the priest was there and it's church people. And oh, fuck. it was terrible. And I was not doing well and I was too dirty. And I did a joke. I used to do a joke about a porno and, I would take the microphone and hang it from the cord and dangle it over my face. Mm-hmm. And then as I did that, the microphone fell out of the cord and then snapped off my front tooth. Ooh. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh my God, I just broke my tooth. <laughs> and then everybody's like, ha ha ha. I'm like, no, for real. That's not even the joke part. <laughs> like I actually just broke my tooth. Oh, but yeah. And then they wrote a letter about how, uh, disgusting mike wilmon and i were oh man and we were basically never at, at we they asked us to never come back to their town again really yeah <laughs> <laughs> and you haven't been back haven't been back wow no oh, i might have man. driven by and went ha, ha, ha. but uh <laughs> maybe the other gig would have been uh with mark walker would that it have probably been? was because yeah. he's the one that told me that so my very, very, very first road gig when I got to Ontario mm-hmm. was doing uh, Carleton University in Ottawa. And it was Ronnie Edwards and Mark Walker and myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, again, a giant snowstorm. <laughs> it was lovely. <laughs> and we make it all the way there to Ottawa. And there's like feet of snow. This isn't just like inches of snow. There was like feet of snow. Okay. And we get to the gig and we do the gig and the gig is great. And I'm like, this is my first road gig. Oh, my God, I'm going on my first road gig. I can't believe how great this is. Oh, my God, my first road gig. Ah! And I couldn't stop talking about it. I was like, ah, I can't believe I'm going on my first road gig. And I'm going with you, Mark, and it's your birthday, and we're going to have a great time, and it's my first road gig. Ah! And so we do it, and then uh, the next morning we get up, and we're driving back, and Mark's in the back seat, and I'm in the front seat, and we just stopped at this gas station. And uh, it's a beautiful sunny day. It's gorgeous out. Driving down Highway 7, we're just close to uh, – Carlton place I believe it was and uh hop back in the car and I'm reaching down to grab something out of my bag and all of a sudden I just hear Ronnie go holy shit man and then uh That's a great ride. thank you and then I'm like what and then boom we get hit from behind because Ronnie's hit black ice can't get off of it mm-hmm. the woman behind us hits black ice spins she's because we've tried to pull onto the highway, and then she hits her brake, her whole car spins, hits the back end of the Volvo, which we were all saying, like, oh, it's a good thing we're in a Volvo. We won't get hurt. <laughs> oh, yeah. Boom! And then my face goes off the dash, because I've, of course, reaching for, like, a Joe Louie out of my bag or something. Smash my face off of that. Ooh. And then I'm like, and then my head comes back. Wham! Whiplash. For real, like not like the fake one that I had years ago, right? (laughs) No, I had a bit of it years ago too, but this was like severe. So then Ronnie ends up, he has another gig that he has to get to. Mm -hmm. His seat has actually popped off of the, the, like the car seat. Like 
he's like now positioning it back in and he's Holy still going to drive his car. First, he's picking up all the spliffs because there's cops coming, right? Yeah. <laughs> so he's like cleaning all that up. Priorities, right? Right. So he cleaned all that up. And then uh, he drops us off in Carlton Place at mm-hmm. the hospital and he just goes on to do his gig. And now Mark and I are just like, okay. So I end up in like a neck brace and uh, we're, we're waiting for now a bus to take us we have to go back to ottawa to catch another bus to come right back past where we are because it doesn't stop in carlton place oh man to go back to toronto and we had like started out at like 10 o'clock in the nine o'clock in the morning and we didn't get home till like nine o'clock at night but as we're waiting for the bus we're sitting in this chicken place (laughs) (laughs) and i got a neck brace on and i got like mascara halfway down my face i got a cigarette in one hand and like my hair's all over the place and Mark just kind of looks at me. He's like, I'm going on my first road gig. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ah, my first road gig. Whiplash. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Whiplash. Fuck. Yeah. Do you still like going out on the road, though? I do, actually. Yeah? I say with a high pitch, not necessarily all the time. Um, I like going out on the road. If I'm working with fun people mm-hmm. and interesting people and, um, yeah, yeah. I like, I liked, I like going on the road with fun people. Like yeah. it's a, well, it's a, it's pain. a lonely place to go if you're by yourself. Like I can't, I, my heart goes out to these comics who go and do these gigs all the time by themselves. Like they do corporate gigs and do all the, it is so hard to walk into an environment <coughs> excuse me where you're the outsider and now you're coming in to make all this group of people who all know each other laugh Mm -hmm. and i can't imagine doing that every day in my life as a comic like there's certain comics that that's what they do they just do large corporate events and they i mean i wouldn't mind the money that these guys make Mm -hmm. but i couldn't imagine that lifestyle it'd be so lonely yeah because the the one of the best parts about doing stand-up is to have those friendships and to be with those people and to go and do goofy things. And I love people who like to go out and do things when you go to a town. Like, mm-hmm. you pretty much, you've seen everything now, though. Like, you go to, like, I don't know. I go to Ottawa. I'm like, well, I've done Ottawa. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But I've never been to the Yukon. I've never been to the Northwest Territories. So those are two places I still have yet to go. Mm-hmm. I'd love to go. And do those. I've been to a Callowit, which was great. Mm-hmm. So we got to go like um, skidooing, which I've never done in my oh, cool. life. Yeah. And I got to drive my own skidoo and just about fall off the side of a mountain. <laughs> and, you know, uh, you know, got my camera case taken by a little puppy dog that was out. That was one of the like the, the little Malamute pups and stuff. Yeah. And just like. Doing things that, because it's not just the show. It's not about just the show. It's It's, just like you get to see so much of the world and do things. How about outside of Canada? Yeah, like I've been to South Africa. Yeah. I've been to, which was great, but disappointing in some ways because I didn't get to do all the things I wanted to do. Like when I was in Cape Town, I wanted to go and maybe go out, I don't know, to see where Nelson Mandela was being held yeah. up, you know? And then, like, there was lots of things that I wanted to do, and... Just not the time? You just didn't have the time to do it? The or? problem was the guys that I was working with were doing ecstasy every night, so they slept all day, and so they were kind of supposed to take me out and show me around a bit, and they did one day before they got into partying, oh. and then the best was the last night that we were there, they went and bought ecstasy again from somebody mm-hmm. and then we went to get something to drink or I can't, we went for milkshakes actually. And then they opened up their little box that they thought was ecstasy and it was not ecstasy. It was just like a spool or something from a sewing machine. I was like, <laughs> well, maybe we should go after them. Maybe we should go after them. I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. You go after the drug dealer that just screwed you over. That doesn't give you ecstasy. What's wrong In with South you? Africa. Yeah. Do what that. What's wrong with you guys? I mean, you guys are from South Africa, but come on. You've never been into the, the drug or the drinking thing, really, no. have you? No. Yeah, I've never known you as that kind of comic. No. Is there a particular reason for that or just... Uh... I actually quit drinking um, about three months, about three months before I started doing stand-up. Yeah, because I remember that, that Shannon Laverty doesn't drink. Yeah. And the funny thing is because you 
Well, like you said, you like to have fun. You like to be social, and you've got you've got a little bit. I hope mm-hmm. I hope I'm not offending you by saying this, but you have a little bit of the party girl feel. Everybody you do. Says that you That's you just what makes me and, laugh. No, it's just because you're such a joyous, bubbly person that you seem like the type. Let's go out, you know. Let's yeah, go yeah, have yeah. fun, you know. And usually, when people say that, they mean let's get fucking wasted. Hey, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. And you never. No, you mean no. I'd like to go have fun. In a sober environment mm-hmm. where we can actually enjoy ourselves and not throw up later and pass out. Don't have a hangover the next day. Yeah. Don't have to, yeah. And so you've never, and it was just three, you said three months before stand up. Was there something? Yeah. It was a bet. A, with a bet? F- friend of mine to see who could go without drinking the longest. You're fucking winning. I totally won. I actually, the best part is, I just ran into her in a Zumba class in Saskatoon last Christmas. Yes, I was at Zumba. My body combatters, please do not be mad at me. Um, <laughs> I was at Zumba. Because you I, know they're listening. Oh, yeah. My body combatters are totally listening right now because they're my girls and they support me. Um, the uh, I'm standing doing some Zumba because my niece wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, I look over at this woman and she looks at me and I look at her and I, she looks at me and I'm like, did you go to Hardy? which is the high school that I went to. She's like, yeah, I went to Hardy. And I'm like, what's your name? And she tells me her name. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's me, Shannon Lowry. She's like, Shannon, I was just talking about you like last week and talking about how we used to get so hammered. And I'm like, yeah, remember we had that bet and I quit drinking? Well, I haven't drank since that bet. She's like, oh, my God, I totally forgot we even had the bet. Like, <laughs> I was drinking like two months after we got to get, like after that ended. I'm like, what? We were drunk when we made the bet. At least I remember the bet. Wow. Yeah. And no worries to go back to it at all. You haven't no. missed it? Or... Once in a while, I'll have like a near beer, and I'm like, oh, I feel fat and belchy. And yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't – for me, it's like – if I can't get my control back, mm-hmm. like if, if I'm drunk, then I can't be sober again right away. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so if I need to do something or something happens that I need to be sober for something, I can't be sober because I'm drunk. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm in a situation where, uh, one of the comics fell down the stairs at a house that I was staying at at one of the condos mm-hmm. and it was frightening for me. Because I hear this person falling down the stairs and I, I just, I didn't know how to react. And if I was drunk, then it would have been like a hundred times worse. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't have been able to been like, okay, so what do we need to do? Who do we need to call? What's happening? Do we need to phone the ambulance? Are you okay? You know what I mean? So if I don't, I don't like to not be able to be in control. So by drinking, I can't be in control. Mm Mm-hmm. Is the same for drugs? Same same reason? I will not discuss drugs. <laughs> All right. No, I don't do drugs. <laughs> Have you ever? When I was a teenager. Yeah, when you were a teenager, but yeah, not in the comic world. You never really... I never did any hard drugs. Okay. All right. Uh, That's yeah, fair. I'll say that. That's um, fair. Mother, you can turn off the tape right now. <laughs> Because you know she's listening too. She'd probably be listening. <laughs> she would be listening. Actually, that's that's something we didn't talk about. You, the first time that your parents saw you perform, mm-hmm. what was that like? I'm always curious. It was about fine because yeah? my parents came out to my other performances. They came. Did they, did they come to your very they first used, one? They used to come out to my theater all the time. Did they okay. come to my very first one? I believe they did. But don't you think it's different? It's different between. Um, no, they came in... to the second time that I was in the contest. They didn't come to them my very first time. I was okay. in the contest the next year, and they were at that show. Yes. Yeah. Don't you think it's different uh, performing theater, right? Yes. Because you were with a group of people, right? You were yeah, in a cast. of course. And then you were up there on your – see, I always think there there's a big difference there. Mm-hmm. You know, And also, you, you're the writer, director, performer. You're oh, everything in stand-up. it's way different. So, so I would think that you know, if my parents were to come out and see me in a play – it's not the same as they're coming out to see me. It's just me. Yeah. And it's like, oh, fuck. You know, they're like thinking, what the fuck did we give birth to? Why oh, yeah. No, not at all. Not at all. 
my mom even said she's like you've just you've you've developed and gotten so much better as a comic she goes it used to be when somebody would <clears throat> kind of talk to you when you were on stage you were kind of timid and shy and not really knowing what to say or how to react she wasn't you were timid yes i was wow when i wasn't good at crowd interaction that was something i was wanted to be able to good be good at yeah. was like if anybody ever heckled me be able to have something to come back like just say it boom yeah bam pow. Because I would just, in my head, I'd be like, well, I don't want to hurt this person's feelings, so I should really maybe edit myself as to what I'm about to say. Because, you know, I, I don't want to be uh, hurtful. And now, and now it's like, I don't fucking care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if it's going to hurt your feelings. You're trying to hurt my feelings by heckling me, so. Yeah. Yeah. And so when they see you perform, uh, did they ever give you the, yeah, maybe not so dirty? Did they, you oh, ever... my mom's once or twice maybe it said, you know, you won't be able to do the same act as you get older, right? You know that, right? Like <laughs> you're going to have to change some things. No way. Yeah. Like you're going to have to maybe, you know, work on some different. But now she's just like, yeah, yeah. I'll tell her stuff and she just laughs. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And what about your brothers and Oh, yeah. My brother and sister brother are both sister. very supportive. Yeah. yeah. They always come out if I do a show and. Yeah. My brother's always bugging me to come out to Calgary to do shows. And, yeah? Yeah. That's nice. That's nice that they support it. And, oh, and, yeah. 100%. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's awesome. So you get out there often to see them? And... No. No, you don't? Uh, Christmas. Okay. I go home and see them at Christmas now. Yeah. So when, when do you leave? Do you do like the New Year's show out there and stuff no, like that? No, 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 no. There's nothing like that out there? No. Oh, that's too bad. I come back because uh, I a lot of times I have to work at the salon okay cutting hair yeah. and um also uh i like to work here for new year's i like to wake up in my own bed a lot of the times on new year's day like that's it's a weird thing but my i love cleaning out my closets and taking out all my old clothes and getting rid of them all on new year's day and then putting all the new stuff that i bought at boxing day sales <laughs> into my closet it's my favorite God, thing to do. you're such a woman. It's my favorite thing to do on New Year's Day. It's my new day. It's New Year's Day. So you'll go out there for Christmas and then just come home afterwards. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's yeah, you awesome. should go the 23rd to the 30th. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're back here. But do you perform on New Year's Eve? Yeah. Usually, yeah. Yeah, usually. Yeah. Have you already booked this year? I haven't heard yet. You haven't heard yet? No, just waiting. Okay. Because I'm going to tell everybody to go see you on New Year's yes, Eve. Yes, that's good. Yeah, I will. I promise. I know. So, have you ever thought about like doing the crossover to the U.S. or going south and and, and anything like that, leaving Canada? Or do you there was just... a point where I was like England, maybe I should go to England. Yeah. But it's weird. You get to a point where you're just like you, you're so. When you first start, you're like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this, and you're fearless. And then all of a sudden, you just hit a point where you're like, I don't want to start all over again. I don't want to have to reestablish myself. I don't want to have to go and you sort of get comfortable, I but, think, is the problem. But do you think, like, if you went down to, like, L.A. or something like that, you'd, you'd have to start all over again? Like, I mean, I, I get it. Like, they, yeah. you're not well-known type thing. But, yeah. I mean, you've been doing stand-up. You're a pro. Yeah. So it's not like you're an amateur trying it's to true. figure out how That's to write That's very jokes. true. I just haven't... Uh, I know that L.A. isn't really, like, everybody goes, like, oh, got to go to L.A., got to go mm -hmm. But there's not that much stand-up in L.A. That's true. There's, what like, about very New York? little. I'd rather go to New York. Ooh, yeah, but New I know York. New York is very tough to break in through yeah. and things that you have to do. Like, I watched Bergie fight it out, and he's, like, done very well for himself now. Yeah. But he's tough, and, I mean, he's a good comic, and he's, you know, fights hard and, and pushes his way into places. And I'm very... I might be very outspoken in things, but I'm not very good at pushing myself as far as my career goes. Really? Yeah. I'm Why? very bad at it. Why? I don't know. Probably because from so many years of people telling me that you're too dirty. And then sometimes you do believe it a little bit. Okay, that makes me mad. So now I'm going to walk away angry. <laughs> I'm going to walk away angry from that comment. I know. No, for real. because no, it, for it, real. Because basically what I just heard, and tell me if I'm wrong, at the end of it all, that did affect you, the it point. It did affect me, and it And it affects your career. And you're a great comic. Again, not blowing smoke, just yeah. being real. You're a great comic yeah. who should be performing every night if you wanted to. Yeah. And have television and everything else in your repertoire and everything else. But because people are telling you, you know what? You That's, know, it's, it's, a, it's a lot like um, 
it's a lot like when I did theater in high school and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember in high school, something that really affected me was one of the teachers told me, he said, you're the strongest actress for this part, but you're too big for the part. So I can't put you in that role. And I had another teacher who told me, you're great at acting and you're very good at that role, but I can't put you in because you're the wrong size for the role. Just because so, your height. Because of my height, my weight, whatever the case may be at the times, yeah. So even when it came to doing acting and doing um, stuff here, it, I got really discouraged after a while. It just became to the point where I was like, I would go out for an audition and they'd be like, oh, you're just, you're too tall. You're too, I'm, a guy said to me once at a casting, <laughs> and I was heavier at the time, and he said, uh, you have a face like Jan Arden. And I went, fat? You mean I have a fat face? Is that what you're saying? And then I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't get that role and walked out, right? And then I'm like, see, I got to shut my mouth, right? Yeah. But I was mad. So, and then I talked to another guy that uh, most places wouldn't keep me on um, as an actress and wouldn't, I would end up losing my agents quite often because they said, we just don't have anything for you. There's no casting for you. Mm -hmm. There's n you don't fit into any roles. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, but I'm sure there's six feet tall women out there that are acting, aren't there? But they're not like there's, it's, it's a hard place to be. Plus I'm not a skinny six foot tall actress either. I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm not the supermodel actress that they're looking for, for certain things. So I'm more of a character actor, but yet I don't fit into the character actor part either. So it's very strange so that when I get told uh, that I'm too, again, it comes down to you're too big, you're too big, you're too big. So that kind of plays on you. So then I stopped trying. I stopped trying to do acting. And then uh, I just kept getting doors shut on me when I was trying to do voiceover stuff. And then it just like, there's only so many times you can take it being like, nope, you're just not good enough for this. You're not good enough for this. You're not good enough that you just stop trying. And I'm, I feel weird that I say that I stopped trying, mm -hmm. but w once in a while, I'll get a fire under my ass and I'll be like, no, I'm not going back in and I'm going to do this. And I'm going to, so last year I did that. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm going to have a better audition for the festivals. And I got Winnipeg last year and I did LOL and, yeah. you know, so that was awesome. And then I did JFL 42 where I hosted for Sean and, you know, and it, so it was like, uh, you know, it was a good year for me. Yeah. But then it's like, oh, now, now what do I got to do? Like, and everyone's like, you should go back to doing acting. And I'm like, I, but no agent will take me on. I've tried. When's the last time you tried? Mm, I guess it's been a while. Maybe it's yeah. time to try again. Maybe because it it's different. Again, you brought up Amy Schumer. Like, come on. Yeah. And I'm sure you're sick and tired. I'm sure people compared to Amy Schumer, but it's just like you said, she's a tall woman. Yeah. She's not supermodel type. Yeah. But she's fucking funny. She's yeah. adorable. You're fucking funny. You're adorable. Why the hell not? Yeah. I, I like to think, and maybe it's just because I'd like it to be a different world, but I do think it's a different world now. The jury's back in, and women are fucking funny. Mm -hmm. and, and women don't have to look like supermodels. In fact, in some cases, it's almost ridiculous yeah. when they do. Yeah. It's, it's like now these, these, these women that are funny and they don't have the, the, super, the supermodel looks yeah. are getting the roles. Yeah. And why? It's because it's real. You know, it is becoming way more real, unlike reality TV, which isn't real. You you brought it up right at the very beginning of this this conversation that you were in a theater and that's what you were doing. And I never knew that about you. Mm -hmm. But it kind of sounds like that sort of it almost broke your heart that you couldn't do. Can, it sounds do like acting? you really wanted to do the acting. Yeah, of course I did. Like it, it almost sounds like like if you had a choice between acting and stand up, you would have went acting. In the beginning. Yeah, in the beginning. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. in the beginning. Now? No. You do the, the stand-up. Because I like the uh, instant gratification of doing stand-up. Yeah. Whereas if you're doing film and television, it's different. Yeah. Like live theater is great, mm -hmm. but it's also um, <clears throat> way harder to break into. <laughs> like, yeah. There are so many 
theater actors and things like that yeah but there's so much in the city of theater that's going on too it's like true. you could have you ever looked into the just I the did a little bit here and there but then it all comes down to do I want to live here in this house mm-hmm. where I like being mm-hmm. where I have a couch and a love seat yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean or do I want to live in a basement apartment yeah so um I love my craft, but I'm not willing to starve for my craft because I've had to over the years Mm -hmm. and I don't ever want to go back to that again because Mm it, it didn't make me hungry to get more work. It made me depressed and it just made me work more day jobs so that I could continue to do my craft, Mm -hmm. which it should have pushed me to do more to do my craft, but there was nothing more available at that time. Well, plus you had this, the psychological ramifications Of of, you know, you're too tall, you're too this, you're too that, and you're too dirty. So you've, it's like you're, you got it coming at you from all, all sides. When I very first got to the city, I went into a plus-size clothing store that was across the street from the office. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's just certain people in the world that should just be smacked around. Um, and those are people who prey on people who uh, maybe don't feel so good about themselves, but then you build them up to feel good about themselves and tell them that you're going to be great Mm -hmm. and then take money from them and tell them that you're going to be a model because they said you'd be a perfect plus size model. We want to use you. You should, you ever thought about being a model? We have a modeling course. I took the modeling course. I paid the $600, which I didn't have. And I was being shystered the whole time. Like, you know what I mean? And, you know, I did the course and it was me and some other plus size women. I got my photos done and they were great and wonderful. And the girl that was the booking agent there, she's like, these pictures are great. She left, a new girl came in. She's like, you're not marketable as a blonde. We need you to go and get more photos done. Here's the name of the photographer. This is how much it's going to cost. And I'm like, yeah, I can't afford that though. So then I went to someone else and he did some photos for me. I brought them back. Yeah, I don't know if you're marketable as dark haired either. So maybe you need to come in between. And I'm like, maybe I just can't do this. Maybe I can't be a model. How about that? Yeah, it was, so that was weird. And very eye-opening very quickly to like, hey, I'm a small town girl and I'm just going to trust everybody that they're going to be kind to me. And yeah. so. And then you come to the city and it's just bullshit, bullshit. Yeah. So that was, that happened here in Toronto. So. And you stayed. Still. And I stayed. Of course. I thought I was going to be a model. I thought I was going to be an actress. And instead, you have to settle for brilliant stand-up comedian. There you go, brilliant stand-up comedian. Exactly. No, that's well. That's my <laughs> point, though. Come on. Of course. You must. Because comedy comes from pain, Will. Of course it does. <laughs> of course it does. But not everyone can do comedy, even the ones in pain. True. And true. you found a way to to take all of that. And wow, what about? Um, I feel like I want to, I should, that's such a good spot to end the interview, but I'm, I'm just not done talking to you yet. <laughs> I just like talking to you. Um, what about like writing? Have you ever thought about just writing even a, a movie or anything for you to be the lead? Uh, I had an idea for a show. Um, I, I don't know the next step though. That's the problem for me. And I'm sure I have enough people around me and I've talked to, uh, one person about it, but it's the next step, right? Like, what, what do you mean the next step? Like, like I have the idea. Okay. I know how I want the show to go. Yeah. But I don't know. Uh, I'm not the best sit down and writer writer. Okay. I'm more of a, I can come in and punch things up writer. I'm way better at punching things up than yeah. coming up with the original idea. Okay. Um, that's not, not necessarily always the truth, but like as far as my standup goes, but as far as writing for a script or something like that, I'm good at like writing stuff out, but I'm, I'm definitely, I need, I need somebody to be like, so what do you think of this? And I'll be like, no, let's try it this way. Okay. But, um, yeah, I don't know who to take it to next. I don't know where to go with it next. I don't know. You don't know any other writers that could write with you? No, I know other writers that could write with me, Mm -hmm. but I don't know once it's written where to go from that. And I, went to school for this and I should probably have listened during that portion of it <laughs> as far as pitching things and coming up I remember there was a course in that <laughs> and how you're supposed to put together a you know a thing to present when you go in but 
It didn't really uh, stick didn't in my sink brain. Sink in. No, didn't stick in my brain. I think that's. I think that's just a. Um, that's a fault for creative types. We we are too busy creating yeah. that we don't want to think about business. I don't. Oh, the whole pitching part of yeah, it. Yeah, storyboarding and blah blah mm-hmm. blah blah. See, I remember some little catchwords from it, but <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. And this is when I go into the store and I do this. And, yeah, <laughs> you um, don't like the tedious stuff. It sounds I like do not. You just want the 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 fun stuff. The fame and the fortune. <laughs> I just that's it. You know what I feel like? I feel like I'm going to come back in a year. Right. Right? And you're going to be somewhere else. Sitting in the same couch. No. Doing no. the same thing. No, but this is my point is that right. you're you're one of those people that we're talking about this now and and it's not, you know, it's not like you're oh, my life is terrible. I hate my life and everything like, shit. Like yeah, no, not, no, not at all. all. You're you're touring, you're 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 working pretty regularly mm-hmm. as a comic, right? Yeah. Um you're not you know, I mean you have a great place, you're not in, in dire straits or anything like that. Yeah. But it just sounds like it just, there's just a, it's the punch up. Like yeah. you were talking about punching up a script. Yeah. Sounds like it's just like, okay, I got all this. Yeah. And you already said a year ago, you were, you kind of had that. And that's when you went to, you did your showcasing and stuff like, well, fuck this. Yeah. And you got Winnipeg and all that stuff. Yeah. And you go and you do it. Yeah. I think it's just a matter of that. Like, and how do you kick yourself in the ass? You did it a year ago. How how did you do that? How did you get into the you know? I don't know. It's this. like weight loss for me. You know, like mm-hmm. I can kick my ass and be like, I'm gonna drop twenty five pounds. Yeah, and I'll just do it. Yeah, I'll just do it. I'll just set my mind to it, and then I get into it. Yeah, and then uh, potato chips call. <laughs> After the twenty five pounds are gone, the hello, potato this chips is call. Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> I've missed you, Shannon. Oh. Oh, what are those French fries? I haven't had one of those in years. Let's try one of those. Oh no, let's just I'm just gonna secretly eat an order of them. <laughs> I guess it's sort of the same thing. It's become it be it's like, you know, you do it, you do it, you do it, you get the result. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, okay, and then now and the momentum is slowly down. Okay. Well, I'll just go back to this for a little bit and mm-hmm. we'll bring it back up again but sort of like you you get opportunities and then nothing sort of pans out so you you kind of like oh you get high and then you come and you come back down again yeah like it's funny because people are always like you've done so much i'm like i haven't done anything and they're like you've done so much i'm like i you left small town saskatoon and you went here and you did and like people start telling me my life back and i'm like oh fuck i guess i've done a couple of things yeah i guess you're right listen to the podcast yeah. listen to this conversation <laughs> and tell me if you you think the same thing because I'm listening to it, and like I, I've already thought you did, did a lot, and I found out there's so much more that you've done. Right. You know, and uh, we didn't even touch on hairdressing. We well, didn't even touch. Let's on- touch it. You're <laughs> well, because that's what you're doing as a as a uh, sort a of a, da- a side gig right yeah. now, right? Do you enjoy that? I love hairdressing. Yeah, because I remember I, mm-hmm. I know a lot of comics coming to see you get their hair done. Yeah. I should come and see. You. I yeah. need a trip. You do actually. I know. I I, it's getting bushy. In. Yeah. 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 It's getting pretty bad. Nice fro, Will. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> but no, that's good. But and you know what? That actually, that's something I remember from many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember you were you were working at Swiss Chalet, and then you always seemed to have a day job. And I remember once you telling me because I always wonder the impression is like, "Fuck, I can't wait to quit my day job." And you were right. always like, "No, I kind of like it." I've always told people to keep their day job. Yeah, or get a day job. But it seems like you actually in. in like you enjoy it. It's, it's almost like the advice you got about have a life outside of comedy. Exactly. And it sounds like that's that's what you've got is you've got a bit of a normal yeah. go to work life. Yeah. I know. keep very, I'm a very, I think I'm a very active person. I do a lot of stuff. Like how long did it take for us to get this coordinated? Like it took yeah, a while. Yeah, it, it did. You're always, you're very busy. Yeah. yeah. So what I do is I, uh, I, there's, I don't have a lot of downtime where I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to relax. But, you know, I went for a massage today. That's the best. Yeah. Um, but I I will – I introduced the gym into my life six mm-hmm. and a half years ago, mm-hmm. which completely changed how I schedule my life now as well. Yeah. And uh, some people say I go too much. Um, well, how, how often do you go? Like six days a week-ish. That's sometimes, all right. Sometimes you're getting a day off. That's good. Sometimes Seven less. Days sometimes more. Sometimes less. Sometimes more. Yeah. It just depends. And uh, you like went today. We, of course, I went. Today. Yeah. We, we, I'm just curious if this was the seventh day. Would no, you... no. I was off on Saturday. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
but I now have to work out before I go for my massage because I used to oh yeah massage and then go work out afterwards like the fuck was i thinking i wasted all that money all those years but um so yeah like and and people will be like i don't understand how you can do so much in a day and i'm like well i get up some mornings uh say i don't know on a friday and i will go to work from 10 till 5 and at 5 45 i'm at combat and then i will go home and shower and then i will go to ajax or mississauga or Vaughn and do a show that night and then come home and I will go to bed and I will get up the next morning and I will go work all day and then I will go and do two more shows the next night and then get up the Sunday morning and go back to the gym. So I fill my time. (laughs) I fill my time with a lot of stuff, but I enjoy it. And I, and, uh, well, that's, I like being busy. Like I like, I get really bored really easily. See, I get my problem is is it's not so much I don't get bored, I get depressed. Yeah. Maybe when I that's sit it. around too much, I get like I'm not doing anything with my life, I'm not contributing to society. All of that yeah. stuff comes in my head and I just feel like a loser. Yeah. And I have to do something. Or it's else... true though. Like it's true and I and I'm the one thing I'm really bad at is I'll be getting ready to go like say to the gym. <laughs> Or yeah. to work. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to do one more thing over here. Oh, I'm just going to do one more thing over here. I'm just going to do one more thing. And I'm like, oh, my God, just go because you're going to be late now. Yeah. And then yeah. I run in and I'm late for like just mm-hmm. class is just about to start. or Yeah. That was me today. Yeah. I, I, let, I actually came to Toronto to meet up with a buddy at 4 o'clock. And I knew I had to leave by 3 at the latest. But 20 to 3 is when I decided to do 50 different things. Sure. I mean, and, and I, the same thing is the voice. My, why yeah. are you doing this? First of all, half the shit can definitely be done when you get home. It doesn't need to be done now. It doesn't need to be done Not now. But why is it that you're doing it now? Yeah. And well, I I'll just set why. my coffee up and then I will just do my dishes and then I will just, uh, 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 I have to do everything before I got to do everything. So it's got to be done. Wow. So yeah, you but really, yeah, if I it. could just take all that energy and yeah. put that towards myself, having a bigger career, that would be really good. But then it was, it's almost like a distraction, you know, from like, because uh, 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 it's like doing my taxes, right? You know, they're coming. Yeah. You know, you have to do them. You know, every year you say, oh, if I just took every one of my receipts and I put them in a separate file or put them into my computer as I got them every single time. Instead of the A&P bag stuck in the closet. fuck. (laughs) I've sat in hotel rooms. I remember sitting in Ottawa with bags of receipts. Yeah. Food, travel. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Travel, gas. I just got audited. I did. I had to do that. Luckily, I did have everything sorted. Uh, It was for last year. It was just, it was an easy thing. It was a mistake. I didn't receive a T4 for a television show I did a year ago. They had sent it to the government. They sent it to an address I had four years ago. Right. right? So I didn't get it. So the government thought he's trying to rip us off 1600 bucks. So because of that, I had to prove all my expenses and so I had to go through everything, and I had to give them a spreadsheet of every audition I went on, every shoot, every set I went to, every time, where, everything. It took me three days, full days. I, I panic when I have to do that stuff. And like, I oh, know I it's coming. It. And yeah. then I'm like, <laughs> my rent. <laughs> my... <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so when it comes for me to doing things like, um, oh, maybe you should go get some new headshots. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you really? know what I mean why? now? <laughs> why? Headshots like, are expensive. That's oh, why. they're expensive. They're well, so yeah, expensive. The, I understand the stress of spending money, yeah. but but really, when you th- start thinking about stuff to just oh, advance you know, your career, you know what's you the like, hardest thing for me to put together? What? My computer crashed. My old <laughs> computer. Yeah. And I my res my acting resume was on it, and it's gone. No way. Do you understand how hard it is to recreate your yes, acting I do. resume? And then it's just like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> no. You know what? Dropbox. You know Dropbox? <laughs> Save everything to Dropbox. That means it's in the ether. You can pull it down yeah, to yeah, any yeah, computer. Yeah. I just do that. Oh, fuck God. it. It's always there. I can't delete it. It's there. Brutal. Oh, that's that's shitty. Like every acting role that I did for like just little things or this or that or... Do you, can you redo it though? I mean, like you, you I don't can. I remember them all. Oh man. I don't remember them all. And this is over a course of years. Yeah. Fuck. Like all the theater stuff that I did, and like all the yeah. roles that I did, and like 
the TV <gasps> shows brutal. like that. Just even stuff like Life on Queen West, Life on Venus Avenue. I remember those ones. Like Funny Girl, she's so funny. Okay, did those, and then like, yeah, Mondo Taboo, and uh, oh god. You know what? It sounds like you just need a kick in the ass. I don't need a kick <laughs> in the sorry, ass. I'm sorry. I need I a life coach to come in I and kick my I'm ass. I'm not trying to talk to you like you're no, like no, a no, no, no. But it's it true. just sounds like that's all you need, yeah. and. You know, part of the reason I started even doing this podcast, I've got so many reasons I started doing this podcast, is because it gives people a kick in the ass that are listening. But sometimes I like to think that it gives me a kick in the ass as the person who's talking, like conducting the interview, sure. and the person I'm talking to. Because I've had to have a couple of people say, you know, I got to thinking after we were talking that maybe I should, you know what I mean? Start doing this or this in my life or doing this yeah. and this. Yeah. So I'm not saying that I need to be your inspiration. Or not. <laughs> no, not it's not that Do at all. I but it's just like, you, you know what? Here's the problem. What's the problem? I've known you. I've known Mark Walker. I've known a lot of comics mm-hmm. longer than I've known anyone else in this entertainment industry because it was the first thing I did was yeah. stand up. So you guys were the first ones that I know. And even though I've been away from comedy for a few years, since I've reconnected, mm-hmm. It offends me that you guys are not further than you are. Not, <laughs> I and know. I don't mean that you guys offend me. No, no, I, just I totally mean, understand. What in the fuck? Yeah, are you doing? I know. You know, and it's 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 not a criticism. It's no, just, no, 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 no. It's I totally agree with you. <laughs> I agree. I should be famous too. I agree. <laughs> I agree that I should. You're right. I agree. I should be famous, but. Um, it's hard to get motivated, I guess, is what it is, right? It's hard to get motivated again. Yeah. And again and again. Exactly. And again and again. Hmm. So we got to figure out a way to to get that to happen. I know. This is going to be after interview stuff. That's right. We're going to figure it out. Sounds good. What about dating? you have time in your life for dating? Because it sounds like you're so busy. Or is that even something that you even think about or give a shit about? I don't... I don't... I don't understand dating. Okay. I really don't. I don't either. I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand like the, oh, hello. Uh, First of all, (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't understand that either. (laughs) No, you know what I mean? Like salesman, (laughs) the salesman that comes to my house. Well, Hello. I'm going to be your date for the evening? What would you like to do this evening? <laughs> uh, we can look through my bag of things that we can do. I love that you're dating a Muppet, basically. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Oh, hello. Hello? I'm Guy Smiley. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, I, I, you know, it's funny. I, uh, I've done some online stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't put my picture up. And everybody's like, why don't you put your picture up? And I'm like, I don't put my picture up. Because it's weird to use your headshot (laughs) (laughs) as your dating profile. Yeah. I went out on a date with a guy. Uh, This was the best. So his profile read pretty good. He was tall. He seemed really funny. Very straightforward. Uh, Liked Halloween. These are all things that I like. And so he, he says, uh, so I sent him a little message and he goes, oh, you'd probably do better if you put up a head, like a picture or something, but good luck on your search. And I said, well, I don't. So I wrote him back and I said, I don't put up my picture because I get recognized sometimes either, you know, just, I just get recognized from different things that I've done. Uh, I work as a stand-up comic. Here's my picture. So I sent it to him and he's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, I'll go out with you for a date. So I go to meet him at this bar, and uh, he's tall. He's kind of hmm, not my type, but whatever. I'm, I'm, I am here, and I am willing to give people a chance because there are more to people than their first impression of what they look like. You're such is, a humanitarian. I am trying very hard to be this kind of person. I do not always need a physical attraction to be with someone. Whatever. Um, so... He's obviously not interested in me either. So uh, we end up, it's too loud in this one bar. So we go next door to the next bar. And he says something about, oh, so you get recognized all the time. I'm like, yeah, it happens. And we, as soon as we walk in the bar, I hear, Shannon. Hey, Shannon. 
Shannon, come here. So I go over. It's one of my clients from the hair salon. Yeah. And she's like, what are you doing here with the waiter from this restaurant? And I'm like, oh, man, I, you knew him, too, eh? He's famous as well. Well. And she, I go, I don't know. I didn't know what he did for a living, so thanks for letting me know. She's like, yeah, he seems like an okay guy. I'm like, yeah, I'm just here. I met him online. So then uh, we're sitting, we're talking, and there's just something about him that is somewhat familiar, but there's something. So then I start talking about doing stand-up. We get into this conversation. And he's like, I did stand-up once. I did amateur night for a while at Yuck Yucks. And I'm like, and in my head, I'm like, and this is over. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just told me about how mean people were to him and how bitter he was about it. And so as this is happening, this conversation finally ends. And then this other woman walks over. Hey, how are you? It's another. I'm like, I go, I know you from Top Cuts. She's like, right. I go, I do your mother's hair. How's your mom? She died. She passed away. Ooh. And I'm like, I'm so sorry to hear that. And as soon as she leaves, I turn to him and I go, I hate it when my clients die. <laughs> Which I thought would be a fucking funny little moment, right? Yeah. But I was also like, I'm upset that my client's dead, but also like, oh, now I don't have a client anymore. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so then he just kind of gives me this look like, huh? Like doesn't laugh or anything. I'm like, wow, not going to happen. Nope. Two. So, yes, I do get recognized by two people in one <laughs> bar. So, there you go. Suck it, buddy. I, I don't do well. And I, I'm, I'm better if I get to know somebody, meet mm -hmm. somebody, get to know somebody. Yeah. Become friends with, like, not even friends, but, like, a friend with benefits kind of friend, you know what I oh, mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. I don't, I don't want a something serious. Yeah. I find as I've gotten older, the, the thought of something serious it just doesn't it's appeal too to hard. me. It is. It's too hard, and it's there's too many expectations. Yeah. And when you have too many expectations on yourself, and then you add theirs, and it's like, oh, my God. That's but, not to say that I'm never going to do that, that I'm never going to be with somebody, but... Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> You're content. You don't yeah, need it in your life right now. And everybody seems to be like, why don't you have babies? Why aren't you in a relationship? Why are you? I'm like, well, why are you in a relationship? Why do you have babies? Why do you know what I mean? Yeah. Don't ask me that reason. I don't have kids because I don't have kids. I don't want kids. Never wanted kids. Yeah. Oh, that's a lie. Uh, when I was 29, I believe I made the statement. By the time I'm 35, if I'm not married or with somebody, I'm going to have a child on my own. And then I wow. turned 30 and I went, oh, fuck that. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then I think like at 39, I might have had a twinge like, I think I need to have a... No. Really? Yeah, no. I so was like, just... Do you think maybe I should... No. It's, it lasted that long. It was like it a was half like, second. Boom. Done. Really? Done. What even brings that on? I mean, because I get that Hormones. too. Hormones. Yeah. Hormones. Okay. Yeah. Being yeah. a woman and having hormones and like, you're like... Oh. I should have a pee. Oh, then it would do this all the time. No, <laughs> I don't want them. I don't want it. But that's probably something too. Like if it ever happened, it happened. You, yeah. you know, you're not gonna be like fuck. What if I got pregnant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd oh, be I like, would be fucked. Oh, would you? Oh, fuck yeah. Like you like, really, you flat out don't. Oh, no, oh really? No. Oh wow. No, thank you. <laughs> no, I. The smell of uh, poopy diapers, <laughs> it re it bothers me yeah. a lot. I think really? it's all the, the traumatic times of babysitting as a teenager. Okay. Not that it was traumatic or anything, but it was just, yeah. Maybe it's the poop and the pumpkin joke. The poop and the pumpkin joke. The it all comes around. That's right. Hello, <laughs> Cy. This is I. Uh, that was poop and the pumpkin I just picture, butt. like, like if, if you were a mom with a baby, and I come over, and why are there so many pumpkins in this house? <laughs> and it stinks. I just put them in the pumpkin. I just I put, put the baby in the, in the pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> Shit in the pumpkin, kid. Yeah. Well, you know what? You got enough going on in your life anyway. To, I don't uh, have time. Yeah, you don't have time for any of that shit and that garbage. I think you should get... Uh, back into the acting thing. If I if I if I could tell you how to have you, yeah. have you no, I mean it's been long enough. Like you you You're you right. said it's been a while, and and this is a good time. I don't even know if I could act anymore. Oh it's fuck so yeah, long. you could. It's been so half long. of stand up is acting. I know it is. Right? Some of it is. Oh, you totally could. I don't know shit, and I don't. I have no right to tell anyone what don't to say do. You don't know shit. You know shit. But, but well, maybe maybe a little bit a little bit shit. But um, in the pumpkin pie. In the pumpkin. <laughs>
You know what? Um, I was so nervous about this interview, and 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 I uh, the second I sat down, I wasn't anymore because Good. I knew I knew you're just great. Thanks. Honey. And I admire you so much, and I love watching you perform, and I I can't wait to see you again. And thank you for talking to me. Well, thank you for having me. Well, I appreciate it. Oh my God, let's do it again. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's awesome. <laughs> I love you. Love you too. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> All right, thanks so much to Shannon for an amazing conversation. Proud to know her. Go see her. If you can find out anywhere she's performing, I'll post it on the website. You have to check her out. It's something to experience. Um, I just want to say thanks so much to everybody who's been listening to these first handful of episodes. I know it's only been since October that the show's been on, but the response has been incredible. The feedback's been great and very, very helpful. I can't thank you guys enough. For listening i really mean that this really has been a lifesaver for me it's been a life raft a life preserver a life boat it's been a life and it means a lot that people are listening and enjoying this as much as i'm enjoying doing it thank you so much to my guests that i've had on you can check out every single guest i've had on the website doingitpod.com you can send me a message on twitter at doingitpod I really wish you all the best holidays, whatever you celebrate. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy whatever you celebrate. If you celebrate nothing, then happy you. Celebrate yourself. I may not know you that well, but I know people deserve the benefit of the doubt. And I'm just going to assume that you are a phenomenal person with incredible talent and incredible abilities. Use them. Show yourself to the world because it's worth it. I do want to send a special shout out to Adrian Ellis who did the theme for this show. It's obviously an important part of the show. It's very important to me. And we're going to go out on a bit of Christmas music that Adrian Ellis actually composed a few years ago. I thought it'd be kind of a, a nice thing to go out on. Have a happy and safe new year. And I can't wait to see what we all are capable of next year because it's going to be great. It's going to be big. It's going to be huge. Take care, everybody. Remember, life doesn't happen to you. Life happens through you. And this is Will Conlon signing off for 2015, and I will see you in 2016.